This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Welcome to the show. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Hong Kong Henry Zabrowski can't be here this week. So we are going to uh, play for you guys our serious satellite radio pilot, Open Lines. Uh, this episode's all about ghosts mm-hmm. and spectrophilia. Yeah, we started off a little bit light for because, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff, I know a lot of our listeners are going to know exactly what we're talking about long before we get to the punch. Of course. Uh, but we were doing this as a pilot to introduce people to our specific brand of paranormal research. So bear, right. bear with us while we get through all the explanations of intelligent hauntings and residual hauntings and this and that and whatnot. We know you know. We know you know. But You're just, an educated group. Yeah, just enjoy it uh, and uh, have a great time with it, man. That's right. I'm, I'm so glad you guys are finally going to get to hear this. Yeah, it's very, We had a lot of people exciting. ask, wow, when are we going to get to hear it? Now. Now's the time. And you're going to love it. So blast emails over to Sirius and just be like, give us more. Yeah, yeah rawdog oh. at SiriusXM.com. That's right. Yeah, and you can tell them if you enjoy the pilot, say, put it on the air. Put it on the air. Get these boys a show. All right, everyone. Enjoy Open Lines. Slices of buttered ham. All right, welcome to Open Lines, everybody. <laughs> I am your host, Ben Kissel. With me, as always, we've got Marcus Parks. Hello. 
Good to see you, buddy. You too, man. And of course, the mad genius himself, Mr. Henry Zabrowski. Whispering willows of gunk. Whispering (laughs) willows of gunk. Bras that do not fit. Voice exercises. It's important to have a very clear voice when you do the radio. I think you need some more warm-up. It's important to have a very clear voice when you're speaking on the radio. Did you just get drunk? I didn't see you drink anything. Voice exercises. Hi, my name is Henry Zabrowski. Indeed. Uh, Marcus Henry and myself... Uh, we've been doing a podcast called Last Podcast on the Left for many years now, and this is our serious debut on the little program Open Lines. All we discuss is the macabre and things of horrific nature. It's our Broadway debut. Indeed. <laughs> I can't wait to sing songs for the people. No, it's a little bit Are different. Are we going to do that? You could if you really wanted to. I hook. had a dream. I dreamed it for you, June. Every trucker in Ohio just turned us off. That's great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Henry. No, we're not here to sing Broadway show tunes. We're here to discuss... Today's topic, which is the wonderful world of ghosts. You know, we are very big fans of Coast to Coast AM. A big shout out to Coast to Coast AM listeners. Shout out. I didn't hear the response. No, no, it's radio. <laughs> um, but uh, we, we love the open line format. We want to hear from you stories about ghosts and the club. That's and, right. Uh, today we're covering ghosts and well, hauntings. Let's get started with a couple of different kinds of ghosts. Absolutely, because there's all types of ghosts, like there's all types of dogs. Right. <laughs> I've also heard that there's 12 brands of pig. <laughs> well, there's multiple different sorts of pigs and dogs, but there's two specific kinds of ghosts. Absolutely, and so we're going to pepper it with some information to kind of get you familiar with how we do things around this joint. That's right. So let's start off, Marcus. What is the most powerful of all the ghosts? The p- most powerful let's of all ghosts. Let's start with the most powerful ghost. All right. Well, uh, one of the biggest hauntings around are orbs. Now, oh, the th- okay. This is the thing about orbs, right? Is that you take pictures of pe- people go out to like haunted houses and old barns, and they're trying, you know, they're trying to seduce old Becky, right? And sure. Becky's three hundred pounds. They you bring, just got her out of the pickup, right? You bring your Polaroid camera, so you can have uh, a picture to uh, take to show your friends you actually got with Becky. Absolutely. And you bring your favorite Diet Orange Crush to get her out there because it's her favorite syrupy drink to drink, right? By the way, please, when you do call in, let me know what you think about Diet Orange Crush because I brought two into the studio today and I have not heard the end of it. He had, it's, He's got two Diet Orange Crushes and a Diet Pepsi in front of him. It's like the dinner of an assistant manager at a JCPenney's. Well, you know, I've got a good job and I'm trying to keep it. I you think, know? yes, absolutely. Becky's uh, going to leave me if I don't make 65 a year. So people go and they're going to say like, oh, let's take pictures of some ghosts. Let's go look for some ghosts. Let's get some fucking hard evidence, which is just, um, I mean, it's technically impossible because ghosts, I mean, we can't understand them. I don't know what they are. They're not hard. They're technically universal goop. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes when people take pictures of ghosts, what happens is these orbs show up on the pictures. A lot of times people want to say that it's dust particles that get caught in the air and then sure. the light sort of bounces off of them. But I think that they're circle ghosts. Interesting. And what does a circle ghost do? Well, orbs are life forms that travel in groups and are believed to be the human soul or life force of those that once inhabited a physical body here on Earth. Psychics claim to talk to them on a regular basis and ghost hunters encounter them quite frequently. So let's say, Becky, she's a 300-pounder. In real life, you could argue she's sort of an orb. Uh, Let's say you kill her. (laughs) Let's say you kill her when you're in this barn. It's technically possible for her to come back and then haunt the next group of kids well, then who are trying ca- to bo- uh, boink on the hay. She's caught in her bubble prison from there on. She's like, someone bring me my Fanta. Hey, come <laughs> on, y'all. Where's my chicharrones? It sounds like she's living her perfect life. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it just depends on how you're built in life normally. If you're built to stand the orb, then you can do it. Like, I can stand the orb. Right. Because you can't see on the radio and you don't know me personally, but I am a bit of a portly man. If you're at home right now and you're listening to this... um, and you're at, you have access to a computer. Google Henry Zabrowski. You could also... Z, no, let's, let's let them make their own opinions. <laughs> Z-E-B-R-O... 
S W S. You totally fucked that up. Yeah, you misspelled it all. You've known me for seven years, but no, I've been told I look like a Hollywood version of of what's his name, Doctor Robotnik. Yes, indeed. So it sounds to me like this Becky character, character, she would be happy being stuck inside of a bubble orb. Uh, and in real life, had she lived, she probably would have been stuck uh, on her bed. She well, would she'd have been just bedroom. be in a trailer, yeah. Okay. But now, the, the orbs are some of the most famous ones around. Yeah, absolutely. Orbs, okay. uh, orbs are, are definitely a big part of paranormal research. It's what a lot of your ghost hunters, like all of your ghost hunter TV shows, they're the ones that get really excited about the Yeah, orbs. they're just like, that's a ghost right there. You can tell it's in the picture. Right. Look at the picture. There's a frame outline of a man in the doorway. And it's right. like, that is a, that's a grease stain. Yeah. That's this is a former slop kitchen that, you're, that we're looking at here. It's a grease stain or a grip in the wrong position. <laughs> you know, one of those two. So let's go down the rabbit hole a little bit more than... Um, we want to talk and, about hauntings. Because the idea is that we want people to call in and tell us, what is your scariest haunting experience? Have you seen a ghost? Mm-hmm. Please tell me you've seen a ghost. Because they won't appear to me. <laughs> because I want to see them so bad. I want to see a ghost. I want to get in my hands. I want to hug a ghost. But they well, never come. Like- this is exactly what you do on OkCupid okay dates. It's like me with ladies. <laughs> right. And uh, this is why they're terrified of you. Because the problem is, is that I always thought the best way to get a woman's confidence is to grip the edge of her skirt. Right. But that's, that's not no, That's not the, it. In the 1940s, that would just make you married. But it's 2013, <laughs> so times have changed. You just do it for two years at her work every single day, and then one day you're married. Arrested. That's what (laughs) the word you were looking for is arrested. But let's go through some of the more common types of hauntings. And then we'll take a phone call. Well, one of the most common types of hauntings is the residual haunting. That residual haunting activity occurs when something traumatic or stressful occurs, such as when your girl in the barn gets raped and murdered. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I never said that Becky got raped. We were taking her on a date to a barn. Right, right. Oh, that was my thing. Oh, yes, that was. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, negative energy is literally blasted into the atmosphere, causing the atmosphere to imprint or record the events, like, like such uh, as in Hiroshima right. when the atom bomb dropped and you had the shadow people on the walls. Don't be afraid that we mention Hiroshima, right? It won't be the last time. <laughs> it will not be. It's oh. also like the smell of burnt popcorn. Yeah. Or like living above an old Chinese restaurant. Yeah. It's those types of hauntings where you say you stay at an old hotel and they say, well, you know, every night at 3 a.m., old lady Winchester walks down the stairs. But if you wait a little while, she'll show you boobs. <laughs> be nice if she, if she just cleaned up the damn place a little bit. That would be good. A nice cleaning ghost. Don't um, worry. The ghosts sometimes leave old boxes of General Sows in here. So, oh, that would be I amazing. I think it may be some sort of comedian radio DJ, mm-hmm. but it could also be a ghost. Well, uh, a residual activity can also be positive. Sometimes okay. you'll have hauntings where you'll hear people having parties. You'll hear people laughing, having a good time. <laughs> That's going to be the saddest thing if you're all alone. And you just sit <laughs> alone in your apartment and there's a there's a ghost party happening around you. And it's like, oh, man, nobody ever invites me to a real human party. I mean, I don't even know if you're invited to the ghost party. You're literally on the outside looking in. No, yeah, no. A ghost bouncer is just like, you want to list? You want to list? Right. I know. I know Meredith. <laughs> Meredith hasn't been alive for 200 years. Oh, my. I love Meredith very, very much. Okay, so you have some positive and negative ghost haunting experiences. So this is your residual ghost haunting situation. What's mm-hmm. the other one? Uh, there's there's quite a few different okay. kinds of them. There's also poltergeist activity. Okay. Poltergeist is my favorite because they'll flip up a skirt. <laughs> and when does the poltergeist activity usually begin? Well, it's usually caused by an adolescent teenage girl going through puberty. Her menarche. Oh. Her menarche? Her men- I love this song. <laughs> Henry is... Carouseling throughout the entire studio. 
Well, there are some people who argue that poltergeist activity is not actually paranormal or it is not caused by ghosts, but is caused by certain psychic energies that people who are going through very stressful situations project out into the household. Well, that's sure. also a very common thing for ghosts in general. People talk about that there may there may be actual entities called ghosts or sort of like intelligence that exists around us. Right. There's also a lot of science that's coming out now that all ghosts are just sort of mental activity that get refracted into right. a space. So if you're a 13 or I guess 12 11-year-old girl, you're going through your period. Life is very difficult. You hate your father. You hate your mother. You probably hate most of your girlfriends. Mommy don't like me. That's right. You're having a difficult time meeting boys. Why is my voice getting deeper? I thought I was supposed to sound more like a girl. You find out you're hermaphrodite. I mean, things are very difficult for you. And then the last thing you need to top off this poop pie is a ghost haunting. We actually have a, a very beautiful friend of ours, Natalie Sanders. This is a shout out to Natalie Sanders, who experienced some very visceral uh, poltergeist activity. I'll begin the story and then we'll take our first call. That sounds fantastic. This is, Natalie was a uh, Natalie experienced some very heavy po- uh, poltergeist activity when she was living in an apartment in Bushwick, Brooklyn, where um, essentially she believed that her entire house was inhabited by a jealous female ghost. Okay. She was very beautiful and think she, at, at the time, you know, she had many a paramour. Mm. Okay. And so they would come. <laughs> but she, apparently, like, her stovetops would turn on as she was asleep. She'd wake up for no reason, and she'd walk into the kitchen, and all the stovetops would be on. And then one time, the cabinet, we went in and we saw where the cabinet flew. It, it is talking about, like, a four-cabinet wall thing, or whatever that calls it. A, a cabinet. cabinet. Yeah. A cabinet. <laughs> yes, it's a wall thing. It yes. came shooting off the wall, like, seven feet out into the middle of the kitchen. It's nuts. Right. And the biggest thing that happened was that she woke up one night. And she had scratches down her back, like two two foot long scratches down the middle of her back. And when she walked up and walked into the kitchen, all the stoves tops were on. And down the hallway for, was her front door. And there was a bunch of winter coats that she keep on there. And she found mm-hmm. them off the front door and tied in a circle in her kitchen floor, absolutely soaked with water. Uh, and it's the most frightening thing I've ever seen. Going into the house and listening to her tell the story was like, mm, spooky ooky. I remember <laughs> you and I actually went to her home and did a seance there. And yeah. then she asked us to leave. Indeed. Well, we mm-hmm. kind of creeped her out. I think we were far <laughs> creepier than any ghost uh, that could have possibly been haunting that apartment. Let's take her first call. Andy, what's going on, buddy? Have you ever been haunted? Yes, I have. Um, when I was a small child between the ages of six and eight, I don't remember exactly. Okay. So you weren't going through period. You weren't going through your period. <laughs> No, maybe. No, no, no. Definitely not. That's so, good. So what are the details? What actually happened? Um, You know, I was just like a small kid. It was nighttime. Uh, I was playing on my bed with my toys, and uh, I remember, uh, you know, my room's a square, and mm-hmm. I had a window directly across from my uh, bed, and mm-hmm. the uh, slats were open. So, you know, like in horror movies, you notice like the periphery thing, and and the the, the, the characters say like they feel it. Yeah. I felt something. Yeah, these yeah. are also uh, sometimes known as shadow people. Certain uh, yeah. paranormal people believe that those people in the corners of your eyes are actually paranormal activity. Known also, as if you're shadow smoking people. like way too much weed, like all the time, sometimes you'll see things in the corners of your eye. But that's just kind of what I do to myself. <laughs> Andy, that's my follow up question. Were you stoned at six years old? <laughs> Probably stone on McDonald's. Oh, okay. Well, that'll do it. That'll do it to you. All right. So you're lying in bed playing with your toys. Yes, and I remember distinctly it was actual a McDonald's toy, the, the Half Moon Man. I don't know if you remember that character. Yeah, those were the creepiest like, commercials on television. <laughs> I, I loved it for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I just t- I turn my head to the left and I look, and what I see is essentially kind of like a traditional ghost, if you think about it, but. Later on, I figured out it was like a KKK uh, 
type thing. Like Interesting. It's a white triangle and like two black holes for eyes just looking at me through the window. Did so it, it was spout, a shit. Did it spout out any sort of racist rhetoric? What, what, what gave you, what gave you the idea that it was a KKK you're, you're ghost? You're not Jewish, are you? Hey, I'm, no, I'm not Jewish, but okay. I'm Catholic. But Do you have I, a drunk uncle that may have been standing <laughs> in your room that you did not know was a member of the clan? You want to look at me in full regalia, nephew? He's a star, and he's his right. Okay, so you're lying in bed, Andy. You see this KKK-looking ghost. Yes, yes. What I mean, goes through like, your head at that moment? I, I just fucking didn't know what oh can i curse is oh yeah it's fine it's serious you say whatever it. you like have you heard oh, what yeah. these guys have been saying <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i i turn i don't know what to do and like and this only happened in dreams before where i don't know what to do and i'm trying to scream but nothing is coming out of my mouth sure and i just bury my head in my pillow and keep trying to scream until it like i just start crying and my parents come over and they tell me, like, I'm seeing shit. What did you so. say to your parents when they came into your room? I mean, did they believe that you had just seen a ghost, or did you have an active imagination as a child? Uh, I had an active imagination. Uh, I always had problems sleeping. I mean, I think my parents are, like, from South America, and they're really old school, and they're like, no, you did not see anything. No, fuck right. <laughs> you, right. Uh, can you tell me, what? Uh, where did you live in the United States at the time? Oh, okay. So this what this is what ties it in. If you I tell me Indiana, research. it was a Klansman. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, I just did some research about this. This I grew up in Monmouth County, New Jersey. Okay. And Monmouth County? <laughs> Monmouth County, New Jersey oh, Mama. Okay. used to be like a huge stronghold for the KKK up until the fifties. Interesting. Did there something did something happen to the KKK of uh, Monmouth County? Did they was there a large uh, death of the KKK? Uh, they just got broken up by the the government uh, okay. in the fifties, uh, and I guess they just dispersed further south because, like, that's know, where they go. I, I, exactly. I just grew up in a in a majority like Italian and Jewish neighborhood. Well, so. actually, my my dad used to go to my dad. We're I'm from New York uh, in Queens. My dad used to go to a bar that used to have a back meeting hall that used to have a lot of sort of uh, like neo Nazi meetings. In okay. The back of it. I also don't know. I mean, we're Polish, so I, I I feel like in the end we would just be naturally afraid of them. Yes, naturally. Yes. Um, all right, Andy. So, have you ever have you been visited again? Were you visited again as a child by any sort of clansman ghost? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I moved to Florida after that, and there were no ghosts, unfortunately, in Florida. Was this moment important enough in your life for you to change your philosophies? Do you still? I mean, obviously, you believe in ghosts now. Or did it uh, help you choose a, a specific religion, or did you uh, join the clan? Um, no, I, I, I love the outfit, the, uh, so I decided to join the clan. Yeah. <laughs> makes me look like a ghost. <laughs> no, I mean, I just really, I became a hardcore atheist in college because, like, you know everything in college and right. whatever, but I kind of swung back to it, and because I, I don't know, I don't think it could have been an actual person in a Ku Klux Klan outfit because my window is, like, 12 feet off the ground. Right, so, right. That's really interesting. Yeah. This is a this is a perfect example of a residual haunting because right. these are. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Andy. Yeah, that's a perfect example of a residual right. haunting. This it, it's it's the negative energy that's drenched in an entire Mama's County. Right, right. No, Monmouth. I, I, just, oh, <laughs> I, I thought it was Mama as well. It's Mama's County. Monmouth. Mama's Mama. County just sounds like a restaurant. <laughs> hey, come on down to Mama's County. We got the best of meatballs you ever had in New Jersey.
I mean, I would go to that county. I would live there in a heartbeat. And, and by the Ku way, Ku Klux Klan costumes for rent. Monmouth oh, wow. County had a large KKK resort where they used to go and have retreats and events. They must really? have gotten so upset when the chlorine bleached them. I guess <laughs> technically they would just get whiter. Yeah, they would actually very much enjoy that. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is an example of a residual haunting. Very much so. Because if this haunting had reached through and sort of, you know, if it had touched his genitals, right. that would have been a more of an intelligent haunting. Sure. And that would be something we're going to discuss a little bit later on in uh, today's program, a little thing called spectrophilia. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's just take another call. We have, uh, let's go to Dave in Minneapolis. Dave, what's your ghost story? Hey, what's up, guys? What's uh, up, dude? I, uh, I actually have a ghost story. I was in uh, Kilkenny, Ireland in 2006. Okay. And it's a it's a relatively sizable city in Ireland, uh, just outside of Dublin. Mm-hmm. And I was up all night in Dublin and traveled over there and uh, needed to take a nap. And does so this, I laid down. Does this music bring you back to that night? Oh, I, I hope you enjoy yourself here in Ireland. We've got all the finest white feet that you can get. Wow, white feet. We live in dirt huts. <laughs> Is that what the Irish do? I think that might be a stereotype you're starting to create. <laughs> um, so you're, you're in Ireland. You're, you're hanging out. It, it actually, Ireland is exactly as you would imagine, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, I got to a bed and breakfast. Stereotype confirmed. Which is a, which is a very uh, old town, and it, and it was right across the street from a castle. And mm-hmm. I was tired. I ate breakfast and decided to take a nap for a while. And I went to my room and laid down and fell asleep and kind of nodded off a little bit. And all of a sudden, I started to hear noises as if I was out on the street, like car horns and, like, like engines and mm-hmm. stuff like that coming from the doorway. Right. And I look over at the doorway, and I can, I, I'm looking at the door, and I'm still hearing the noises. And then I look at the foot of the bed, and there's a large figure, and it looks like heat coming off a grill. It looked like what coming off a grill? Like like heat, like okay. it was transparent, but like wavy air. People talk about that with the shadow people occurrences, and also they talk about that with uh, alien abductions as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. We might have a possible ghost or an alien situation. Or just another dirty uncle in the shadows of Ireland. Well, let's go with a ghost. There's no, dirty, un- there's no dirty uncles in Ireland. I haven't. Uh... Oh, I think that's where the dirty uncle was invented. <laughs> yeah, well, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> oh, come here, nephew. I'll show you my shillelagh. I don't want to go see Uncle McDonnelly anymore, Mom. Okay, so you I'm saw- sorry. Tell your story. <laughs> so you, you saw this sort of uh, heat coming off of a shadowy figure uh, on, the, was, on the end of your bed. Yeah, it was a shadowy figure. It was it was very large, and it and it was maybe the shape of like like swamp thing. Like it, it kind of came to a point at its head. And at no point you got blackout drunk in Ireland and brought a woman home that you don't remember. <laughs> you're gonna marry me? I knew you're gonna take me back to the United States. Oh my! Make me the best I... bride in the world. Oh, his life has been miserable ever since. That's a that's I... a marriage. That's the true ghost. That's the real haunting. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, tried, so you're staring I, I, at this ghost. How, how did it make you feel? What were you thinking? What was going through your mind? Uh, well, I, I didn't really know what to think, and, and I was trying to figure out what it was, of course, and it had a, it had a uh, sort of a personality to it, and I could, I could feel that it was, it was like an excited dog. Like it, okay. it was very man, like just excited. Uh, was it a nervous uh, type energy? No, it, 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 <laughs> it just was very... Uh, yeah, I guess I guess you could say it was a nervous energy, mm-hmm. and and it was it was kind of kind of happy and kind of uh, um, like like. It, it, was it like that? <laughs> did it did it feel like that? Did it feel like a nice dog barking there? 
it did feel like that. It felt it felt very excited okay. in, in just in just a very sort of innocent way. It just had a lot of excitement to it. And so it totally anyone, I was, did you attempt to engage the, uh, the the figure? No, I just stared at it. I, I had never experienced anything like that before, and I, I absolutely did not believe in ghosts beforehand. And suddenly, I got sucked like into the not like down into it, but I, I got completely stuck to the bed. Like okay. I couldn't lift my arms or legs, really? and. That's also yeah. really common with alien abductions. Okay. It's also sleep paralysis, which also weirdly happens. You could have been asleep. Do you feel I, like I, you were asleep? I, I I was completely lucid awake, right. except for I had been asleep leading up to that moment. Sure. It was when I heard the noises from the street that I woke up. But I was in the room. It was it was exactly the time of day that it was. Like, there's no way that I had taken enough note of the room to have right. the the details of it that clear in my mind and as i was stuck to the bed it passed through me and through the wall interesting and at what point did you give birth to the ghost baby (laughs) (laughs) just several hours later but that's your shepherd's pie yeah that was just a huge (laughs) dump you ended up taking well that's amazing and uh has this story gotten you laid at all over there in minneapolis no i don't tell it I've been waiting. I've been waiting a long time to tell it. I told my mom immediately afterward, and she was like, "Never speak of you." Oh, interesting. Well, thank you. She's been having an affair with a ghost all these years. Oh yeah, she's been to Ireland. She knows what happens there. Uh, Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Dave. Absolutely. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. This is great. So he had more of a uh, pleasurable experience, it sounded like, uh, to the degree that the, the ghost didn't seem hostile or angry. Well, there's a lot of talk that alien, uh, the, not aliens also, but that ghosts like to experience a sort of a, uh, they, they like to, f- to feel the communication. They yeah. like to reach out and get like through the barrier of the whatever dimension that they're living right. in in order to speak to us. That's great. And of course, you're listening to Open Lines with Marcus Parks, Henry Zabrowski, and myself. I am Ben Kissel. Uh, what 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 do you got, Marcus? Uh, what I was going to say is that that mo- sounds more like an intelligent haunting. Okay, yeah, very much so. Do you yeah. want to get into an example of uh, intelligent hauntings, real quick? To kind well, of let's like- get the definition of intelligent hauntings, if we could. Absolutely. Well, uh, this intelligent hauntings kind of plays into Albert Einstein's theory about. Energy, matter, energy can neither be created nor destroyed. And also, how you could make the best bratwurst in the country. <laughs> Did Einstein invent the bratwurst? Absolutely. He's like, you take a pig's foot and you boil it in dog piss. Is that what Einstein sounded like? And there was, I mean, he wasn't a good cook. Right. He was a brilliant mathematician. Sure. So... <laughs> All right, so, so intelligent what, hauntings. So intelligent hauntings is, uh, the theory behind that is that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Sure. And there is, of course, a lot of electrical impulses going on in our bodies at any given time. The things that and, make us jerk around like a bunch of puppets on this spinning rock we call the planet Earth. <laughs> exactly. And uh, there is, when we die, no one really knows why, but the human body loses six ounces. Okay. Yeah. So and some, this, is, this is a proven scientific this is fact. This is a proven scientific fact. And this doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you tend to urinate yourself and uh, and go number two when you die? I think you definitely, um, you fart out the weight. You, it's, it's, it's farted out. <laughs> they factor that into it. Okay, so they do that's factor factored that in. It, that's factored but in. But we Henry, seem to have caught all the fart that we could get out of this corpse. And it doesn't <laughs> add up to six ounces. It's only three. It is an interesting point that Henry makes, though. How does the spirit leave the body? I mean, it has two whole options, or three, I suppose. I can't wait until I actually die. And I just fucking shoot around the room like an inf- deflated balloon. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly what's going to happen. That's well. what's going to happen to me tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that'll just be a large. I had a lot of chicken vindaloo. No one wants to hear about it. <laughs> so some say that that 
thing that which leaves us is our soul or our aura. Okay. And those things can stick around in the physical world and communicate with us in either a positive or a negative way. Oh, yes, fantastic. and so within intelligent hauntings, these are creatures, creatures or entities that want to reach out to us and are affecting our environment, and they have a personality and they're right. doing stuff to us. Okay, they're sure. the fiddlers, the fiddlers, <laughs> if you will. Yeah, fascinating. So uh, let's take another call. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's go to. I don't have a name here on my screen. It just says trucker, and I must say, I always love truckers. My father was a truck driver for CCX, and uh, he worked overnight, so it's always nice. To speak with my dad? Is this going to be you? I, I hope it is. All right. Uh, trucker with a ghost story. What do you got for us, buddy? Am I on? Yes, you are. How you doing? Good. How are you, man? Good, good. I would uh, I would say my name is Brian, and it's not Trucker with a ghost story, but I drive a lot, so I'm on the road with the truckers all the time. All right. Fantastic. Where are you calling yeah. from, Brian? Uh, right now, I'm in Socorro, New Mexico, washing my windshield. High off peyote. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you yeah. see roving tribes of Indian women just walking along the highway in New Mexico? You know what? I've actually seen that. Not do- Indian women, but we in Sierra Vista, Arizona. Okay. And the white pink or in the, the white mountains, um, which oh, is right. just well- outside of Interstate 10 off of Highway 90. There was a set of mountains that you would every once in a while see spirits uh, dancing on top of the mountains. Oh, but anyways, the reason I'm calling you yes. was uh, the first time I ever had a ghost experience. It actually made me believe in God. Okay, how old were you when this uh, experience happened? And I'm not, not calling you to like push religion or any of that kind of shit. No, no. This is, um, it's, it's, hail Satan. Was, we, love, we love the devil. <laughs> I was a pretty strong atheist until this happened to me. Okay, uh, my old, father was killed in 99 in a race car accident. Okay. And I just happened to be up in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, and I was visiting what he called his cabin, Okay. um, which was actually a pretty big house uh, up in Forest Highlands. But it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I hadn't been smoking pot or doing shrooms or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But did you wish that you had— visiting the place where my dad spent so much time at. Okay. And uh, I'm laying in my bed in my room, and I can't really sleep anyways. And the house is pitch black. You know, I was, I'm always one of those people who, like, turns off all the lights and that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. And, you're uh, a responsible man. You're, you're a conservationist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I yell at my cousin all the time because he can't turn the damn lights off in the house. I agree. But anyway, i in there, and I see, I see a light come on in the house. Okay. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I've got the alarm on. There's no way anybody could even get into this community. Right. You know, but I'm going to go see what it is. Sure. And I open my bedroom door. And surprisingly enough, my dad is standing there. Really? Claire's no. day. It was no, it wasn't uh Is it like possible a, that your father faked his own death, went back to get some bags, and then he didn't uh, realize that you were going to be there that weekend? Uh, maybe he was just trying to uh, trying to leave yeah, the family there. Yeah, who knows? I, I was having, I struggled, you know, when my dad died pretty, pretty bad. I of mean, course. I, you know, when he died, I I started banging every hooker I could find. And I can't wait for my father to die. I hope <laughs> I hope I have a similar uh, similar reaction. The problem is you just lived that life as a comedian already without the excuse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I, I mean, I was smoking it all and snorting it all, and right. you know, just having a rough time in life. And, of course, and I had no faith or any of that kind of shit. But it's a very traumatic happened, experience. So you so you're at the uh, at the cabin there. You see your father. What goes through your mind? Well, it scares the shit out of me. Of course. Um, and, it, and, I mean, it was like an actual person standing in front of me. It was not some bright light. It wasn't like a transparent figure. It was a person. It was my dad standing okay. there. Did you, um, to touch, I, did you attempt to uh, touch the ghost at all? 
No. I said, holy fuck. I slammed the door. I grabbed my bag. I open up the door again. House is pitch black. Wow. So interesting. I run out, yeah, I run out of the house. I get my, my truck. I drive all the way back down to Phoenix. Oh, my. And the next day, I tell my stepmom what had happened. She calls uh, the security guard up in Forest Highland, says, hey, go check on the house. Okay. And, yeah, sure enough, the front door is wide open. No lights were on in the house, but they could tell that somebody had been there. So Fascinating. And now this experience was so powerful for you, it uh, made you choose um, a false idol that is God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Thank you so much for calling in, Brian. All right, you, you too. too, brother. Yeah, you see, that's also really interesting. I think it happens a lot with people that when you're close with someone, it's those bonds are already created, and so right. it's so much easier for them to come back and see you again. Absolutely, you know. Right, absolutely. I mean, at the same time, I just feel like if I go to heaven, y'all ain't seeing me never again. No, because no. I'm gonna be <laughs> drinking keg butter with uh, Beethoven, playing on the old pearly whites, Jimi Hendrix. Well, you will not be going to heaven. Hanging out with sure. Einstein and Michael Clark Duncan. As a matter of fact, if you want to see the future of what Henry's life will be like after he dies, uh, Henry was the star of an adult swim program called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. You can find it on... Uh, Hail Satan! Hail Satan. Hail you Satan. can find that online. And that's, of course, is the man that you just heard speaking there. He's beautiful in his true form, looking like a devil. Now you can stream the live TV you love for just 40 bucks a month with Sling TV. Get your favorite channels and shows for the best price. If you want live sports, Sling has all the football playoffs and pro and college basketball. Stay up to date with breaking news from around the world with MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News. Sling also has reality, TV, popular entertainment, kid shows, and more. Sling costs almost half as much as other live TV providers, so you can watch more and pay less. Sling is easy. Sign up in minutes, stream at home or on the go on up to three devices, and record up to 50 hours with included DVR space. Get flexible channel lineups that put you in control. Pause, change, or cancel your service at any time. You'll never get locked into a long-term contract. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love for a price you'll love. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace! With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website, all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay? Because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothed, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, we're trying to get into giraffe rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. 
Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse, ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Since right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously, I'd get some nunchuck training in. Uh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. Yeah, very key. You got to communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is Data, and you're kissing a lady on another planet. And data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus me. Because I do use Grammarly, but it's nice. But I will also say Grammarly does will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank I get it. Yes. But still, like, maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today. Right? But Grammarly really does help. Because that's what we all need. A stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. We were just talking about uh, souls leaving the body. We've got a great caller here. Uh, he works in the ER, and he swears he felt a child's body, uh, a child's, uh, felt a soul Leave a child's body. Uh, Robert in Alabama, what do you got for us, buddy? Yeah. Uh, when I was working in the ER, it depends on the age. Usually the younger the person that would die with us, 
we could actually feel something move right past us. Really uh, interesting. Yeah, exactly. We had a young teenager who was uh, we were working on feverishly to try to save him. Okay. And uh, I was standing next to another nurse. The doctor was across from us, mm-hmm. and all of us, and we were almost shoulder to shoulder because you know there's not a lot of room there. So right. uh, all of a sudden, we felt like someone walked between us. We looked at each other, and we just kind of put our hands down, looked at the doc, and said, "We're done." And he. He must have felt it as well because he said, okay, put his stuff down and walked out. So before the equipment, before the machine uh, officially announced this uh, child dead, you had just already been able to call it because you felt like the ghost just kind of walked right past you, his spirit. Exactly. Yeah, it was just this, it was a, you know how sometimes you feel somebody walk behind you and you, you kind of know somebody's there? I don't feel so much when people walk behind me, but I love to well, closely walk behind people well, that's the thing, and uh, kind of terrify them like that. You were built like Mike Myers, which you can't see on the radio is that Ben Kissel seven feet tall um and he um, i mean he's got a dour look uh-huh. a furrowed brow right i'm six foot seven inches <laughs> which is the exact size of michael meyer so how uh many times have you felt a soul leave a uh, a person's body uh i would have to say and you can call it a soul or energy but sure. i would have to say about 10 times God, you know, i worked in the i also worked in the icu okay so between the two places uh we have a lot of people die there and right. it's just amazing what happened now i'm working in nursing homes so i changed oh, so no one no one's dying is it just <laughs> is it just comfortable do you just enjoy being the uh the most youthful man in a room you the know, most alive person there I, I can do three push-ups and I, i'm more fit than anyone <laughs> yeah exactly well that's you what I, I should go to the nursing home once uh once a week just to feel good about myself i just feel yeah, like absolutely. if I just feel like if there was like an old woman like in there while the ghosts pass, she's like she's like there with like a, a weed pipe, like trying to suck it up. Like, you, hey, I tell you what, you'd be shocked at what these folks have done. They'll <laughs> they know what they tell you. You know, they're hiding. Grandma's hiding. Oh, I know. But, uh, Grandmothers are. Funny. I, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Continue on, Robert. Oh well, I was going to make another funny thing about them was uh, these old men come in on their walkers, and I don't know what about them or what about the Pacific War, World War Two, but every one of them was the boxing champion in 1945 in the Pacific. Well, there could have only been one. I mean, that's that's the I'm, thing. The lies these old people make up. They're yeah. malicious, terrible people. You mean to tell me I can't fuck anymore? <laughs> I know for a goddamn fact you brought a woman in here. I could pummel her with my big, fat sack of nuts. Didn't you lose your nuts in the war, Grandpa? Well, thank you so much for calling in, Robert. Yeah, you bet. We'll talk, we'll talk to you soon. I got nuts like big sacks of rice. Really? Yeah, you come over here, it's like a bunch of gravel in there. You want to touch them, little girl? Interesting. So do you think that with when Robert called, he seemed to really uh, put an emphasis on youth when it came to the soul leaving the body? I mean, does the soul or the spirit or the uh, the energy, do you think if you die at an older age, when you die, the uh, the energy is going to be slightly Absolutely, less? Absolutely, yeah. It's, gonna, it's like when you ejaculate when you're 80 and it's like... <laughs> Is that what it's like? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just. But it's like, that's what it sounds. That's like? what it sounds like. But the thing is, this is what we were talking about with uh, poltergeist activity is that it happens with young people because the psychic energy built around their internal organs, their menage, mm. shooting through their system, right. that that the environment changes a lot more. There's a lot more energy there. Okay. Yeah. Very I mean, I'm no expert. No, yeah. we it's all, like you we... know how when you the older you get, the more your soul dies mm-hmm. and the light goes out of your eyes. Proof. Scientific proof right there. Is it weird it makes me hard? 
<laughs> no, everything. Everyone's got different things that stroke their bean. Uh, it is. I, I did like the point though about uh, old people. They 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 are they're malicious human beings. I was with my grandmother at her nursing home. A very they got nice big place. knuckles and they she, grab at your knees. They're stronger than we could ever be. I'm in, I'm eating lunch with my grandmother and she looks around the room at every all the the old couples and uh, she just points. When she dies, I'm going to have sex with him. <laughs> when she dies, I'm going to have sex with him. I'm like, Grandma, you're wishing these women dead. And she's like, yes. Yes. And I then I will have sex with her. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She might be. She might be. Um, all right. Well, let's get a story here from Ed in Brooklyn. Ed, what do you got for us, buddy? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up, dude? Um, so I uh, had this weird thing happen to me when I was a kid. I was, uh, I was, walk- I was uh, after a Cub Scout. Uh, meeting. And Eddie, I, I couldn't help but notice that you sound really fat. <laughs> <laughs> are you one? Of, are you the fattest caller that we've had all day? I was actually, I was actually the biggest baby born in Florida. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I have what doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you gotta, you gotta get here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, being a chubby Cub Scout, we were leaving. Uh, uh, we were leaving. It was my. Uh, I was at a Catholic school. And right yeah. next door was a graveyard. And my father's driving me and my mother home, and we're passing the graveyard, and there's just, like, this blue uh, shadowy figure in the road. Mm-hmm. And me and my mother start screaming at my dad, like, stop, stop, stop the car, stop the car, you're going to hit this guy, you're going to hit this guy. And my, dad, my dad's like, there's nothing in the road, there's nothing in the road, and then he drives right through it. Right. And me and my mom lose our minds. We just go crazy. We just start screaming. You know, right. you hit somebody. You hit somebody with the car. There's someone. You just killed somebody. You know. Did you they, did you feel like the car did hit something? Was there a thump or any sort? No, of there like, was no, no, no. It didn't feel anything at all. And okay. uh, you know how it, disappointed your dad was that he didn't hit a dude in the road. Yeah, he was oh, really man. hoping that you guys did see something. Every man <laughs> wants to kill something with their car. Yeah. Well, you know. You know. You, you hope for the best. Indeed. <laughs> and. Uh, so anyway, we, um, we we got out of the car, me and my mom, and my dad, you know, we, we got out of the car, we look around, there's there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, we're freaking out. We're like, we know you did something, we're calling out, you know, people are passing us, you know, it's crazy, and there's nothing there. Your dad just peels the car out of there, and you just leave, the, and uh, you guys are just left on the side of the road? Well, what happened was, as soon as we got back in the car, we started driving away, and then, I don't know how, but the locks on the car, I mean, it could just be some weird thing that happened just randomly coincidence but the locks in the car just started going up and down like crazy like like madhouse just up and down up and down up and down up and down and then it stopped and we went home and we just never talked about it again right 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 and uh fast forward uh years later i'm in high school now and mm-hmm. i'm just i'm driving by the same uh graveyard with my buddy tim mm-hmm. and we're driving by the graveyard and i never told him the story we've never talked about it it's just you know it never came up and guys, then, it doesn't sound like you guys were very close friends. Well, <laughs> well, you know, you don't really talk about, you know, things that are, you know, slightly embarrassing, you know, or, uh, you know, that's why it's good to call in here and be anonymous. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so we, uh, and so I, I never told him about the story, and we're driving, and he's like, he's like, stop, 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 you're going to hit somebody, you're going to hit somebody. I didn't see nothing. I drove right through. Same thing happened. He's like, you hit someone, you hit someone, in my mind. I'm lose, I'm freaking out because I know right. exactly where I am, you know. And this, you know, like five years, seven years later. Yeah, just know? flying back through your brain like shoom, 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 yeah, shoom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you're driving this time, much like your father yeah. was driving the last time, and now the pa- person in the passenger seat sees the similar blue uh, shadowy image. Yeah, no, 
exactly. That's how I knew it. That's how I knew he was telling the truth. But did I asked him, I'm like, I was like, what'd you see? What'd you see? He was like, it was like this blue, you know, shadow, you know, the dude in the shadow. And I was like, yo, bro, let's get out of here. And then, uh, then I just told him the story and, you know, we freaked out. That's interesting. And then you ripped crazy bongs. No, not yet. That was ah. two years early. And is, was that the last time that you were uh, that you had seen a ghost, or did it follow you throughout I mean, life? Um, no, and, um, it, it happened a lot to me. Uh, weird things happen a lot. That's the most. Uh, that's the one that, that sticks out the most. I had a house that I lived in in uh, Boca Raton, Florida. Okay. And Which is already it, filled with pre-death people. Indeed. Absolutely. And the house, uh, it was always a brand new house. You know, right. but it was uh, somehow it was always something going on. You know, there was you know things weren't where you put them. I mean, everyone makes mistakes, right? But think, things weren't where you put them, and like doors were shut, and I'd walk in the kitchen and the cabinets would be open. You know, and like there'd be random people banging on the doors sometimes. Right. I had this one instance where I was on my phone with my buddy, and there was a bang at the door, real loud. And I was like, I opened the door, no one's there. Mm-hmm. And there's like a screen there. It's hard to get through in and out without me catching you. Right. And so I was just like, is that you? You messing around with me? He's like, no, just no, no. you run, running through the house as well, going like, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> yeah, I let it in probably. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And, and, then, uh, and then, so I'm like freaking out. I'm, I'm talking to him on the phone. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, man. Let me hang up and figure out what's going on. Someone's messing with me. And then just then when I hang up the phone, I look at the sliding doors. And there's absolutely nothing there. And, you know, cause obviously you could see through them. Right. And uh, and the doors start shaking. They just start violently shaking and banging. And I Amazing. lost my mind. I just left the house. Oh, yeah. And then... <laughs> what, what was that? Are you scared? <laughs> that's great. So you just, you just bolted on out of there, right? Well, that's what, what was it... that noise? <laughs> That was that was a dun dun dun. <laughs> I believe that was. Is that right? Did I do it right? Um, so then you just left the house and uh, and that was it. I left the house and then um, uh, the week later after that, I was um, sitting over with my buddy uh, Corey and we would always like we'd hang out in my room. Then we'd pass out in the next room where they had like two beds next to each other. And uh, uh-huh. when we're going, from did one you guys room... push those beds together throughout the night or anything like that? Or you, you guys were already like... pushed together so you don't roll over into yeah. the floor? Seems like an elaborate ruse to have Mr. Corey and you sleep in the same bed, these ghost stories. Um, all right, Eddie, I'm so sorry. we got to cut you off short. We need to take a break, and we, when we come back, we're going to discuss a little thing called spectrophilia. Stick with us, guys. Welcome back to Open Lines, everybody. I'm Ben Kissel with Marcus Parks and Henry Zabrowski. Girls, pop your shirts off! That's right. Uh, of course, as, as promised before the break, Right now, we're going to discuss a little ghost love, a little thing called spectrophilia. Mark- Have you ever just wanted to, you know, like when you bring a dude home at night, you know? And uh, he, no, I don't. He's, 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 listen, you know, let's say you're out on the town and you're in college and you're right. just trying to experience something new. And you just sure. bring a dude who tells you that he's, you know, a poet and a guitar player and he and, works on the railroads. As you know? they all do, And yeah. he comes into the house and he makes furious love to you. Sure. You know, just messing with your chest and... Grab it on your butt, like, real hard, but mm-hmm. also, like, speaking Byron, you know? And then you wake speaking up... Speaking what? Byron, Lord Byron. Oh, I you see. You know? Sure. And then you wake up how in the morning and... sound? Like, um, thee and though, how cleft and ripe your buttocks are. Uh, oh, okay, I see. Sure, that is enchanting. <laughs> and yeah. then you wake up and he's gone. 
that's like fucking a ghost. Oh, so a terrible one night stand <laughs> where you may or might, may may or may not have dabbled in homosexuality. That's a that's spectrophilia. When you bring old Sandy home, was the last girl in the bar at three thirty in the morning, you know, and then right, you right. wake up and um, it means you're married to her. It's seven years later, and you got four kids. That's like fucking a ghost. Indeed, that's what we call the old <laughs> Polish relationship. Um, all right, Marcus, what's the definition of spectrophilia? Well, the definition of spectrophilia is a sexual attraction to ghosts or sexual arousal mm. from images and mirrors. Okay. Also. It is the phenomenon of sexual encounters between ghosts and humans. Oh, yeah. But what about just watching ghosts fuck? I don't know. I mean, that is part of spectrophilia because it is a sexual attraction to ghosts. Like, say, we have sexual attraction towards women. We like to watch women fuck. Same thing with ghosts. Interesting. Sure. So, um, is there. So, as, as a man, if you love a ghost. How is there an OK Cupid for that? Is there an E Ghost Harmony? I think How a lot do you of it. Find ghost love. What would... Oh, this is nice. <laughs> That's sweet. I hope everybody is ready to meet Ludwig von Beethoven. Ooh, very nice. I love. Hello, love girls. Ludwig. I play the piano and I enjoy many different types of harpsichord music. You know what? I'm more of a rock and roll kind of gal. I love very tall, very tall socks on a girl, and I like when a girl is wearing a whole bunch of sick cotton. Cotton dresses and ribbed things to keep in her large gut. Mm, well, I do have a large <laughs> gut. Do you have a condom by any chance? What is a condom? Never I mind. have sex through a wool mitt. Oh, okay. Well, that's totally fine. <laughs> so how do you find ghost love? Well, spectrophiliacs, one of the things that they do very often, this is something that uh, psychologists who have studied this found that many spectrophiliacs masturbate against mirrors. So Kanye West is a spectrophilia, <laughs> a, spectro- a spectrophiliac. Not necessarily looking at themselves in the mirror. Okay. Just looking at the mirror, like looking at some, it's like seeing a different world. Okay. It's like being able to ejaculate into a different dimension. Oh my. <laughs> I've that's heard what of, happens uh, every single time on a butt, but that's a whole other world. That's huh? every single time I rip bowls and masturbate. I'm just like, oh man, I'm gonna come on Mars. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the uh, other, there are also I think you're some a felon on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some Martian, just like uh, it's raining again. Man, this is so weird and sticky. This salty <laughs> rain is helping the flowers grow. Whatever this rain is, must be God. You can't be the God of Mars. Don't make yourself a God of Mars at the end of this jack-off joke. <laughs> Uh, spectrophilia also includes the legends of the incubus and the succubus. Okay, oh, what's, yeah. what's an incubus? An incubus is a uh, man demon mm-hmm. who takes the soul of a woman by having sex with her. Okay. Yeah, and he comes in and he's rammer, 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 and then, and she's just yeah. like, thank you. Right. right. <laughs> and a succubus is a woman who does the same to a man. Kind of like the woman uh, takes the money. Yeah, and Dan Aykroyd in Ghostbusters when he's laying in the in the what was a cutout scene when he's laying on the bed and the ghost zips is flying and uh Sucks his dick. That's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you remember that scene in <laughs> Ghostbusters, uh, we probably watched it when we all watched it when we were younger. I never really got the whole ghost blowjob scene, and I watched it as I was older, and I said, this should have been edited out of the movie. <laughs> uh, Dan Aykroyd is getting blown by a ghost right now, and as a child, I'm like, he's making funny faces. <laughs> I wonder what's happening to Mommy, him. Mommy, why is he tired? Shh, go to bed. Mommy has some ghost fucking of her own to do. <laughs> She's doing. That's a big Twinkie. Oh, my. <laughs> That's good. I got a feeling that scene was just, they were saying, like, listen, we got to cut the scene. Dan Aykroyd's like, I'm not doing the movie unless the scene stays in. I'll be out of the movie unless it's that's right. The, scenes, the scene stays in the movie. I have a supreme ability that I, I think that if we just do the scene, that maybe, just possibly, a ghost will really suck my dick. <laughs> 
Dan Aykroyd's dream come true. All right, speaking of mirrors, those are often in bedrooms. What else is in bedrooms? Hotels. We have a hotel manager on the line. Very uh, good segue. It's, it's, I mean, honestly, if I, it, I'm genius. I, do, I just do want to say that. Um, all right, we got Morgan on the line, the manager of a haunted hotel. Morgan, what's going on? What's some hauntings you've seen in this hotel? It's actually uh, it's Martin. And okay, another Martin. correction, I, yeah, I'm probably the fattest caller you've had in today. Oh, wow, <laughs> Martin. All right. Well, I don't know if you know how fat Ed is, um, but uh, how fat are you? Uh, well, 275, I think. Is and how, ta- how tall are you? Uh, about six. Six foot. That's oh, that's nice. No, you're you're a good size, Martin. Yeah. Never call yourself fat again. You you're should a see true the, American. That's right. God damn it. You can't let the commies win. Keep on eating. There's a witch hunt in this country against fat people. Indeed, I They're agree. They're coming for us. You know I what? Agree. I think you're winning. I don't think there's a witch hunt. It's a war of attrition. <laughs> Until Bloomberg takes our sodas. All right. So, Martin, you're uh, working in this hotel. You're, you're, you're agile. You're healthy. You're a great hotel manager. What's some hauntings you've seen? Or one, in, well, one specifically it, that really sticks with you? One specific, okay, well, we, uh, I, well, I'm not going to mention the, the name, but we're right next door to the Alamo Hotel, obviously. Okay. Uh, so longest operating hotel west of the Mississippi. Wow. You know, the Battle of the, of the Alamo took place on where the hotel is at yeah, right it now. it happened in the lobby. <laughs> yes. Okay, in the lobby, uh, we had the uh, Alamo situation yes. go down. Yes, yes, you're okay. correct. Uh, but... Specifically, the second floor. Uh, everybody says it's haunted. I've been there for for three years. Okay. And there are a few things that happen. One that really sticks out in mind is the second floor, the early two thousand room, two thousand two to be exact. Okay. The room is not a room. It's a storage room because of some bad plumbing that happened. And well, people it's don't want to pay. Get- bad plumbing happened. It's full of dookie. It well. <laughs> All right. Well, that's sort of probably. <laughs> Probably so. That was just uh, it was just a, an incident that happened a couple of years ago that the hotel just didn't want to spend that kind of money to, to restore it. Right. Yeah. We're the dookie the, will the, work itself out. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Well, a, a, anyway, they were refurbishing tubs on the second floor, and 2004 had accidentally got placed by one of the trainees when none of the. Uh, I'm sorry, oh we God. lost Martin. That yeah. was uh, did that play through the uh, the beeping sound there? Uh, that was Martin's phone line. Yes, yeah, definitely a haunting situation. We lost him. Uh, I think he's calling from one of those World War II like behind enemy line phones. It is a good possibility that Martin himself was a ghost and is not real. And you can tell when people call from the netherworld. Did we fucking just blow the lid off of ghost evidence? I think we did. <laughs> and what greater name uh, for a ghost than Martin? Martin. Martin, I need to see you. My bedclothes are soiled. Right, right. And then Martin goes and he fixes up the entire hotel. Martin, I'm all out of ice for my feet, Martin. That's fantastic. Well, unfortunately, we won't be able to hear his amazing haunted stories. Well, I did find out some information about the hotel that he's talking about. Okay. Oh, very good. Yeah, absolutely. It's called the Menger Hotel. Like Mengala? Like like Mengala. Mengala, okay. Menger. Menger. And uh, the most famous ghost they have is named Sally White, and she was a chambermaid that was murdered in 1876. Okay. And reports of mysterious footsteps and sounds and things being moved by unseen hands are numerous. Was she murdered because she messed up the plumbing and room 2002 
Yeah, I, I feel like Davy Crockett also used to sleep in that room, and the mm-hmm. problem was is that he, every morning he started with a chicken fried steak, and he's just like, well, you know, I got a bit of a Texas tornado going on down here. That's all I had. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the reason for the poopy situation, of course. No, that makes all the sense in the world. Okay, so the Menger Hotel. Uh, now, it, and th- this is the main woman that's haunting the uh, the hallways of that place. Yep, looks like it. Well, do we want to get into some of the finer points of spectrophilia well, yeah. and hear some firsthand accounts? Yeah, let's get into some firsthand accounts. Right. This is from a, a travel channel show called uh, Ghostly Lovers. We only search the most unsearchable places for our content, <laughs> the travel channel. How'd you ever find it, Marcus? Uh, I found it by searching in sex with ghosts. Now, this is a... It, um, was, pretty, it was pretty easy. And now, it had this, nothing to do with the show. Right, right. This is one of the most famous spectrophilia cases that there is, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. This is the I was only- laying in my room on my bed alone, and I felt something heavy <laughs> in the air almost. It was Martin. It just felt like the room was getting darker. All of a sudden, I just felt something on my legs, just a, almost like a warmth, almost like a tingling, something just touching my leg. <laughs> I kept getting all these weird sensations over my body, just weird tingles, warmth almost, Mm -hmm. tingling, going up my legs and onto my arms. I felt almost something breathing on my neck, like somebody was actually kissing me. (laughs) I felt somebody grabbing my arms, Mm -hmm. pushing me down on the bed. You're going to get down there, girl. My breathing became deeper and... I just went through all the motions of actually having a sexual encounter with somebody. And I felt, Sounds to me like she was just laying on her back. I felt energy up my legs. Oh, my. And I, I felt something touching me. I remember that. I remember the, the tingling. It's so hard to explain unless you've experienced because it's through your whole body. And mm-hmm. it's a warmth that comes almost from... The inside out, and you feel yeah. sensations on your skin and inside and through your body, and you feel just almost encompassed in this ghostism energy. Mm-hmm. God, I wish women would describe having sex with me like that. No, no, That's it's always just being sure. like, uh, well, the the Bigfoot man came and laid right. on me, and he gave about four pushes, and then he fell asleep. So. Yeah, he was drunk. It was our two o'clock in the morning. He texted me and uh, told me he was outside, so I let him in, and then. I don't think he's going to text again. Uh, he's an animal. Oh, God, what happened to her? What actually happened to her? I think that she just had an orgasm as she slept, or perhaps a ghost uh, was having sex with her. I mean, who knows? Either way, it seems like a very pleasurable experience. Now, one thing that I noticed that was different about sleeping with a ghost is that when normally I'm with Bruce, he's keeps his hat and his shoes on. Oh, interesting. And that ghost, I mean, it was just romantic how he, he you know, he took off all his clothes how and he took he the ta- time to touch my legs, which is nice. So he takes his pa- shoes off, takes his pants off, his underwear off, and then he puts I his mean, shoes back on? it's really in a hurry. Oh, it's I see. It's mostly like in like computer centers of libraries. I see. <laughs> That's okay. mostly where we hit. Oh, very interesting. And all right. by the way, this, uh, this video, there is a uh, woman telling the story. And then there's a reenactment done. Right. And if you look at the video, it's the same woman. Well, she, I think that she just pitched this story to the producers of Ghost Lovers. She right. just says, like, I know I normally only do this sort of reenacting acting for you guys, but I have an amazing story about how it goes. Give me an orgasm. Well, you've got our attention. I think we're going to let you, let you talk about it. Let Brandy do it. Whatever. 
Well, Brandy's my girlfriend, and she's going to do whatever she wants as long as I'm in charge of Ghost Lovers. All right, all right. She's on the show. It's a great saucy it's story. It's going to be an empire. Oh, I right. think there was seven Ghost Lovers episodes. Right? Because I think that's all there was. Definitely, definitely. I think there was 35 cases of people fucking ghosts. And at this point, I'd love to hear one person have a story saying that they fucked a ghost. Indeed. If you've had a sexual situation with a ghost, please call in. But let's right now go to a story from Dave in Oregon. Dave, what's going on? Hey guys, how you going? Good. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm well. I'm cracking up over the whole spectrophilia thing. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> have, have you ever felt uh, sexually enticed uh, uh, by a ghost? Uh, no, no, sir. But the last story that was that was pretty good. <laughs> okay, good. a wet dream or what? What the deal was? Have you ever but... made a woman feel that way? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think we've yeah, got ourselves a liar have. on the line. I don't know if we can believe that you've seen a ghost if you're lying about you pleasuring a woman. No. All right, Dave. So what's your story? Well, I've been, um, I've been, uh, uh, investigating, uh, ghosts for many, many, many years. How long have you been alone for? How long? <laughs> oh, I've been married for 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, we technically so all have girlfriends and That's we why I've been alone. Anyway. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, you took uh, the joke right out of my mouth. Thank you. Right, and uh, I, I've been investigating. Go- I, when I was sixteen, I had a very, uh, a very cool ghost encounter, which is why I've been investigating. Fantastic. Uh, ever, ever since then. Okay, what happened when you were sixteen? Um, well, me and my mom moved in this place, and uh, when we moved in, it was kind of like weird. Like you got a weird vibe, just kind of weird in there. Right. And that's a um, sure sign of a residual haunting. Okay. And uh, well, yeah, exactly. It was residual. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my, like I had a touch lamp in my room Okay. and this thing would like, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night and this thing would just be going off and on, off and on, off Rap- and on. And Rapidly I this like, would be happening. And I, I told my mom, like, there's something wrong with my touch lamp. I got to get a new one. Mm-hmm. So I got a new one and it would do the same thing. And then I'd be like in the kitchen above my bedroom and mm-hmm. I would hear people walking around like footsteps. And I like, what the fuck is that? Right. I don't even, what is that? And I go up there, there's nobody there. Okay, whatever, because I didn't believe in ghosts then. And then one night, I turned my lights off, I got into bed, and the my bedroom door opened. It actually physically opened, mm-hmm. and this thing came into my room. Okay. And at that night, I was by myself in the place. There was and nobody there. How, how were you feeling? What was going through your brain when that happened? Well, I, I, I thought it was, you know, it was, it was like a woman wearing a nightgown. I, okay. I thought maybe it was my mom or something. Sure. It was dark. The door opened. This thing came in. It stood at the end of my bed and looked at me. And I was and I and I I picked my head up and kind of looked at her like, okay, whatever. How did it look at you? Was it inquisitive? Was it uh, was it like you well, know, I studying couldn't see you? a face. It was like black. Okay. And then it turned around and left the room. The door shut. And I thought it was my mom. So I sat up thinking she might have come home early or something. Right. So I sat up and I'm like, hello. And I get no response, and I'm like, well, what the fuck? Right. You're going to come in my room, look right at me, and not say a damn word. Yeah, in full, so like, like black face, off. like, you know, like, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, show a type. Off, so I, yeah. get out, I get out of bed, and I open the door, I go look into the house, well, what the hell? I go, nobody's there, nobody's there. And I realize mm-hmm. it was kind of like, holy shit, I just saw a ghost. And from that point on... Um, How did that change your life, Dave? Well, it changed it, because uh, when I told my friends about it the next day, nobody believed me. Mm-hmm. They thought I was crazy. Like, oh, you didn't see it. I'm like, no, it was a ghost. Like, and looking right. looking back on, I'm like, no, it wasn't even walking. It was floating. And they're like, no, dude, you're just crazy. You're just, and I'm like, no, I fucking saw it. 
So I have been doing my best in my time to, and I ghost hunt all the time. Well, do you have a company that uh, that you ghost hunt for? Is there a title that you want to give? No, I, I no, I do it on my own. So Dave's Ghost Hunting Company. Yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> if you live in the Oregon area and you feel like you're being haunted, call up Dave's Ghost Hunting Company, and uh, he will solve all of your ghost problems. I just love the fact all that right, so thank many you so people, much for calling, Dev. So many people have ghost stories, you know, and I, yeah. and I feel like that's why it's a phenomenon. It's definitely, I mean, of course, it's been it's old as time. Everyone's talked about ghosts. There's mm-hmm. there's something else to the universe besides what we just physically normally experience, except you know, especially when you're smoking crazy dubs. I mean, that, right. I just think that helps you see that shit. I agree. Um, all right, obviously we're on the uh, the topic of spectrophilia. We have our first female caller, and uh, I'm being told. She has fucked a ghost. So, Lisa, <laughs> Lisa, you're on the air. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Guys? Fantastic. So, Great. where were you, uh, and what was what what happened when you had this ghost sexual encounter? Okay. Um, first of all, I'm I've actually had a haunting experience at the Menger Hotel. You know, really? so when the guy that's what that's what got me interested in huh. the program. I just got in from the airport, got in my oh, car, and I was like, oh, I know this hotel because we got haunted there and but it was, was it was a very strange experience that this before that's called that, a synchronicity, and that's that's actually very important to sort of ghost stories and ghost experiences. Like yes. that that uh, that shows that it's real. Well, you'll have to call back and discuss the Menger Hotel uh, haunting, but let's get to the sweet, sexy okay. ghost haunting. <laughs> this was a very very odd experience. And okay, first how, of all, how old were you? I was probably twenty eight. Okay, and I'm forty eight now. So but, you were a supple okay, twenty eight years old. I yeah, and I'm. Still a supple forty-eight-year-old. I love you. Anyway, I was uh, I was a young mom. <laughs> okay. And uh, I and I'll preface this with saying that I've always, as a kid and all my life, I've always had some of this sort of ex, you know this strange experiences with ghost spirits. Sure. You know, see things, hear things, but you know, I always kind of blew it off because I know if I talk too much about it, my mother would make me go see the priest, and you know. Oh, you never like, want to see the priest. That's never that's it. No, no, the like, priest. Never, <laughs> never see the priest. You know. So You're least, the devil and all this stuff. So I'm, that's right. I'm laying in bed. Okay. I'm having this dream, and and it was it was kind of it was a pseudo sexual dream. Sure. And I felt very um, pinned down, mm-hmm. like just and, and not in control of my body. And right. everybody has those little moments when they're waking up where they have like an, uh, an out of body experience or sometimes you don't feel like you're quite there you can gauge it's more yet. just a hope and, and a dream that I'm not me yeah. <laughs> and so, like, maybe I want to go and be somebody fun today yeah, yeah, so, exactly. I'm, so I'm, I'm laying there and I'm, I realize I am having full on sex there it is. and I thought okay my son of a bitch husband has got me in the you know in my sleep so <laughs> I so it could not be your husband. It could only be a ghost. Well, it's I no, it could have been my husband, but okay. I am so now I'm awake. But your husband was not a good lover. He well, he was, he was okay, but okay. So, but, That's but a deeper the, story. The there. sex you were having was just so unbelievably uh, amazing. It was unbelievable, and I was just like, oh my god, what the hell's going on? So I, I um, did you actually feel the I, pressure uh, as if oh, a ghost shit, penis was going inside you? Yeah, everything. Wow. I was having sex. Okay. And it was great. It was great sex. I had, hand, you know, there were hands gripping me. Right. There was a body laying on top of me. I was actually in 
had moved my body into the missionary position. Oh, wow. So I, I opened my eyes, and I can see a shape on me, mm-hmm. but then I... I can't move. I can't move my hands. I can't move my legs. I am being moved. And how many and, how many orgasms um, how many orgasms have you had at this point? At least one, because that woke me up. Fantastic! Oh, if I could wake up with an orgasm every single day, I wouldn't see, I wouldn't be so grumpy in the morning. I'll you tell you do, that. You do though, but that's the right. problem is, is that the, the male orgasm is like is just and it's done. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Okay, so you so have I one orgasm. You're being controlled. Up and I'm like, okay, maybe I can get into this. But then I look over next to me, and my husband is is there, wow. and he's next to me, and I am being done. I mean, I'm being screwed by this whatever this thing is. And it was in, a Fifty Shades of Grey type sex. It, no, it, well, it was kind of like hold you down. But right. what I could I could discern of the body on me was very handsome you know man and a very good looking man and he was looking at me and he was it was violent but i must have been i was very afraid you know and i started to try to move and make sounds well my husband woke up and i could see him looking at me and he was scared to death because i you know obviously could tell that something was fucking me she's never been like that with me yeah i mean he must have been absolutely shocked he was. He had a very frightened look on his face, right. and I, in my mind, I kept saying, "You know, get off me! This is wrong! Stop! Stop! Stop!" And the very beautiful man that was laying on top of me, holding my arms down, having his way with me, right. turned into this hideous-looking creature. Whoa. And I mean, it was this scary, demonic-looking thing. And I could not get a scream out, and I was fighting, really? fighting, fighting inside of my body. I was like, wake up and go, away, you know, scream at this thing. So all so sexual I, pleasure I, is gone now. This is just uh, a yeah, sheer terror. At this point, I, I realized that, you know, this is, I'm, this is a rape, right? <laughs> right. And so I scream, finally get this god-awful scream out, and, my, and this thing goes away. Wow. And... My husband... You ruined it for him. <laughs> I did. He was like, I was enjoying watching it. He did not see the shape of the thing, but he could see the fear in my eyes. Right. And he, you know, he picked me up, grabbed me, and he held me, and he said, are you okay? Are you okay? And he said, God, you know, God be with us, God be with us. He didn't know what to say. You I mean, he's oh not a religious goodness. guy. Right. But he was, he was praying, and I burst out in tears, and I told him what was happening to me and everything. And the really, this was a very physical thing because there were actually, there were marks on my body. And what kind of marks were there? Hand, handprints and things like that? Handprints. There were handprints on my body and there were bruises on my hip bones because Amazing. this thing was pounding the hell out of me. Right. It was really going to town on you. This yeah. is what you would call textbook incubus. Interesting. Absolutely. And it's also, uh, it's very similar to tales that they say back in the day uh, about uh, wizards that would shoot their bodies, like astral project themselves onto unknowing little girls and sort of like the crucible. Amazing. Era. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for calling, Lisa. Welcome. All right. I mean, I know it wasn't a hilarious story, but no, it, was, it really, it was that, very intense. That's what <laughs> that's this show incredible. is all about. This show is all about true yeah. ghost hauntings and paranormal activity and things like that. And please call back uh, when we record or when we, uh, when we're I'll when we're try on to again. Yes. Okay. Well, we're excited. You as well, Lisa. Thank you for calling in. Well, this is amazing. I mean, I feel like I love the radio. <laughs> it's a fantastic first uh, first episode. We'll definitely be back, and uh, 
This has been Open Line with Marcus Parks, Henry Zabrowski. I am Ben Kissel. Absolutely. Do we want to end it with the uh, the song, the, the very special song? If you want to get a ghost lover tonight, sure. someone to take you and sweetly hold you down and caress your hair and suck on your belly button, I'm not really sure. I think that, yeah. Well. <laughs> Lay down in your bathtub, spark a J. That's right. And play this song. That's right. And of course, uh, check out our podcast. It's called Last Podcast on the Left. We have... Hours and hours and hours of uh, of great uh, entertainment for you to listen to. So. 83 episodes. Our uh, latest episode is all about secret societies, including the Bilderberg Group and the wonderful things they do at their retreat, Bohemian Grove. Fantastic. They mostly fuck each other. They mostly fuck each other. All right. Open lines. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here, and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine.